ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of almost all ages, with parental consent. The Sick Twisted Minds at Sacrificial Pond Productions brings you a new style of horror film, like nothing you have seen before. There are no cops, no investigations. There is no backstory, no follow-up of the victims who are brutally tortured and murdered. Our story isn't about them. Normal terror is about a single dad struggling to make ends meet. His son is his first priority. He goes to work, pays his bills, and is generally a great dad. The twist comes after he puts his son to bed. This is where he releases his stress. Some people do yoga, some hit the gym, some go for runs, some people paint on a canvas. An anonymous source once wrote on an abandoned asylum wall, I never understood people until I took one apart just to see how it worked. If you are rear-ended in traffic, most people's thought runs to anger and their primal instincts of hurting the other party. Sam Neill does not have the ability to stop that primal instinct. Let us take you into the mind of a killer. Normal Terror is a concept from the mind of Sam Mason, who wrote, directed, produced, and is starring in this new age feature film. Let's get slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy Horror fans. On this podcast, you will hear me and a guest do some movie reviews, random funny horror chats, and whatever else comes to mind. So tune in, kick back, relax, and always remember... I'll see you in your nightmares. Well, this station's mask. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Another exciting, awesome episode of Horror with Sir Sturdy is about to... Drowned Your Ears. This episode, I have two awesome guests. Matthew, Cant- Matthew, he's been on here plenty of times. Matt, what's up? What's up, man? How's it going? It's going great. And I got the awesome Dino, who hit me up on Twitter, actually, to be on an episode. And he requested this movie, The Thing, from 1982. Dino, how's it going? I'm going good. How you been? I'm great, man. Ready to get this rolling. I'm glad you guys are here helping me out with this episode. So uh, since you requested this movie, Dino, I'll let you get into it. Um, it's a spoiler podcast, so whatever you want to discuss in this movie is perfectly fine. I'll let you get. I'll let you start it off, and then Matt, when he's done, you could take over. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, this movie has a special place in my heart. Um, it's probably in my top five of horror, favorite horror movies, and probably in my top ten of favorite movies in general. Um, I said came out in 82. I actually saw this in the theater. My dad took us to see it, and I was all of eight years old. So you can, yeah. as you can imagine, that was probably, you know, pretty damn traumatic for me. And really set the set the stage for my taste and my likes. You know, my dad was notorious for doing stuff like this. You know, he took us to go see uh, the original Invasion of the Body, not the original, but the 70s Invasion of the Body Snatchers in the theater. I think he wanted to just see us, you know, crying. (laughs) (laughs) But, you know, but yeah, I mean, this movie really made me love movies love horror movies in particular and at eight years old I was probably one of the few people you know my age that knew who John Carpenter was and had a pretty good framework on his you know on his body of work you know I I recognized that he was a guy that did you know Halloween and you know uh, Escape from New York at that point and that was pretty much what I knew about um but, yeah, I mean, we're, we're talking about a movie, you know, all-male cast, which I thought even at that time was a little odd. You know, that there's, I'm used to a girl in a horror movie who is a damsel, mm-hmm. and these are just a group of guys, you know, in this isolated, frozen wasteland with this creature that they absolutely have no idea what the hell is, you know, going on. And 
you know, actually they're put in a situation where they don't know what's going on because the first thing is this freaking chopper, you know, shooting at a dog. And it's like, you know, what the hell is all this about? And then as soon as they take that dog in, you know, all, all hell breaks loose on the, on the camp thing. Yeah, this movie, like I said, this this movie right here, I seen the remake before I seen this one, and I like how they kind of lined up together. You know, like usually when you see a remake, you don't really see. I'm not gonna say it was exactly the same, but it was really close. I know you were saying it was like a prequel, the other one, but it was still. Yeah, well, if you notice, this is you know in the beginning, there's the Norwegian chopper shooting at the dog. Mm-hmm. The newer one that came out is that is the story of that Norwegian camp. Oh, okay, okay. And yeah, if you look at the, the tail end of that movie, it butts right up with the beginning of this one. Okay, nice. Like you can run them, you know, right on top of each other. Yeah. I'm going to have to go yeah. back and re- revisit the remake then. But, I mean, before I let you take over, Matt, I just want to ask Dino the questions that I asked you when you first came on, which it sounds like the one answer is your father's who got you into horror. So mm-hmm. my next question to you would be, what movie scared you as a kid? Like, what's the first movie that you remember watching, a horror movie that scared you as a kid? Hmm. Let's see. It, it would probably be, like I said, um, Invasion of Body Snatchers. Okay. The 70s one. Um, I don't think in my mind I ever grew up not knowing that Jaws was completely terrifying to me. Um, you know, back in the 70s and 80s, you know, the before VHS and before video, a movie would be out in the theater and then they would re-release it in another two years or three years, put it back in the theater for, you know, a special event for a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. So while Jaws came out when I was about one, I saw it about three years later at a drive-in in Westbury, New York. And I was about three or four, so I vaguely remember being scared to death of that movie. <laughs> you know? that's, yeah, that, that's a classic right there. Yeah. And like I said, Invasion of Body Snatchers, um, the thing. Um, but yeah, before, the first one is probably Invasion of Body Snatchers, where I really remember being scared. Mm-hmm. Where Jaws, I think it's just been inbred in me that that movie terrified me as a little child. <laughs> so I just kind of take it for granted that that's my first. Yeah. Where I, I know for sure it was Invasion of Body Snatchers. That's that's cool though. Cool. And Matt, um, about this movie, the thing from '82. What are your thoughts on it? <laughs> uh, for me, the thing from 1982, John Carpenter's, is probably my number one to number two horror movie of all time. It bounces between this movie and the remake of The Blob, from also from the '80s. Both of these films, fantastic special effects. Oh my God, everything is completely well done. The acting is well done. Now, I remember seeing the original from 1957 or 51 called The Thing from Another World. I remember seeing that with my dad. Mm -hmm. And him and I used to watch the old black and whites on TV and James Arness playing the the giant thing creature. Just a dude wearing makeup and everything, you know, throwing people around. But when this movie came out, a remake of The Thing... It blows the original out of the water. It's yeah. big time. And mm-hmm. a lot of times, usually with remakes, they're usually, okay, they're remaking the film. It's almost like the same movie, or they change certain things around which you don't like because you like the original. But not with this movie. This movie completely destroys the original. Insane. How everyone is kind of fighting against one another with the whole infection of this alien parasite that gets inside of you and stays dormant until the right time and it makes you pretty much explode. Blood, guts, goo everywhere. It's insane. I freaking love watching this movie. Um, I sat down with my wife this, during this past winter where we had the bad snowstorms. And 
She's like, let's watch a winter movie. I'm like, all right, let's watch the thing. It's perfect. <laughs> and she's like, you know what? I love that movie, but I never saw the prequel. I'm like, we're getting the prequel right now. Nice. And we played it, and then she goes, okay, now let's watch John Carpenter. So we went from the prequel to John Carpenter's one, and it just plays well. Um, there's yeah. a special feature in the prequel. The director actually watched John Carpenter's movie several times to get certain placement of certain items perfect for the movie. Mm. It was incredible. So when you're watching, when the when Kurt Russell's team goes to that Norwegian outpost, they see uh, you know the axe that's in the the wall there, the guy that committed suicide, the blood freezing. He made sure that the axe was perfectly placed. He made sure that's the dude that's got to sit this way in the chair with the ice drooling. Oh, the thing is, I think a 10 out of 10 film by obsolete. If you're a horror fan, you definitely have to own this movie. This is like a, a must own, like a holy, like a Bible type movie. <laughs> it's a must. <laughs> I, yeah, Matt, I remember when me and you were... Um... Just discussing having a random horror chat or something. You brought this movie up a couple times. That one you want to do a podcast on, and two you really love this movie. So oh, yes. we're finally we're finally Woo-hoo. doing it. Finally doing it. Yeah. Yeah. And like you were saying, oh my goodness, the special effects were so freaking amazing with this. I'm just like, holy shit! From '82, this is just wow. And I, you already know how I am. I know how you are, Matt, with the special love special effects. Can't stand the freaking overdone CGI stuff. And this was just like, I'm just sitting here watching it. I'm like, why can't they still do this kind of stuff now for for movies, horror movies? Just be, It would look so great because I feel like people would be, in a sense, I feel like some people would be more knowledgeable with the special effects and just, you know, with the animatronics and all that, you'd have a little bit better technology to make things move a little bit better and all that stuff. And it's just, I was just like, this looks so freaking good. It was This movie was shot so well. And just, and it was in a small, like you, like you guys were saying, it was in a, just a small deserted area. It's not like it took up, you know, a huge, a huge area. It was just in a small area. And they just did so much with it. And you had like a, um... Well, for me personally, like when you're watching these characters, if you kind of have like a feel for them, like, okay, these guys aren't so bad. They're kind of cool. And then you kind of pick out the ones that are just like, oh, shit, you really do need to watch out for this guy and this guy just because the way they're acting. And right or wrong, you just have a certain, you know, like, I got to watch out for this guy. This guy's fucking crazy. And um, one part that's sticking out to me right now is when the, um, oh, man, I can't remember the guy's name. Remember the guy they locked up in the tool shed? Mm-hmm. When they go yeah. down, when he, when they're going down trying to blow up the whole place, and he grabs the one guy by the face, and his fingers are like going in his face. I was like, that was just, yeah, it looks that so was, good. Uh, Blair. Yeah, yep, that part right there to me just looks so freaking good. And then the the thing at the end, that I was just like, that thing right there. I don't know if there is a horror figure out of it, but if there is, I want it. <laughs> there actually is an old. I actually have the figure. Oh, there is a thing figure would. from the movie Maniacs line okay. of the thing, but it's the one where I think it's the one with the dog sled, uh, the team scene where the dogs are in the the cage uh-huh. and it's oh. coming out, the, out of the ground and the dog's coming out. I got to revisit the figure and see if it's that one or the one from the end. Either but or. The movie Maniacs put it out. Either or. Both would be. Either one would be cool. Excuse me. Yeah, I saw it at a told? store, and I, but that's mine. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> yeah, what I thought was cool, I mean, it was amazing, is at the time, Rob Bottin, who did the special effects makeup for this, was like 22 years old. Wow. You know, he, he was like this little punk kid who drove himself, like, into a nervous breakdown, you know, of exhaustion you know, trying to figure this out. You know, they were like, well, here's a good idea. Let's have a guy's head become a freaking spider. <laughs> and he's like, uh, okay, let's see if we can make this work. So kind of threw it together and 
I mean, like you said, looks amazing. And then from what I understand, he actually had to take a small break. And Stan Winston came in and did like the the big dog creature. I don't think he's credited. I think he gets the special thanks in the movie. But, you know, special effects master Stan Winston did the dog stuff. Hmm. And like I said, I mean, 22 years old, you know, fresh, you know, face, making a name for himself, you know, with this movie. It's ridiculous. Yeah. It shows that what they could do with rubber and latex. Yeah. Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, you're not, you're not touching it. No. Now, you know, the crew, the special effects team, did another movie later on that they actually made kind of like a thi- the thing, but it took place on a boat. Oh, interesting. It's called The Harbinger Down. Interesting. Oh. And, yep, it's the same crew that did the special effects for the thing made this movie. And it's all practical except for one scene. They had to use CGI. They couldn't do it. I freaking loved it. A lot of people were like, oh, they use CGI. Wah. Like, come on, who cares if they had to use CGI for a particular scene? But all the rest is all practical. Come on now. See, I, I can deal with that if it's not overly, overly CGI. Like, if it, I understand some movies need it here and there, but if the whole damn movie is CGI, you might as well just make a cartoon. Or put it on the sci fi channel. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> I got my uh, little IMDB facts up here, and it's, I, I don't know how accurate these are, but it's saying that John Carpenter has stated that out of all of his films, this one is his personal favorite, which isn't hard to believe, but I'm just yeah. saying, like, I don't know how accurate these facts are. Yeah. I and, uh, Halloween will be close. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that he actually had some severe bitterness because this was one of his favorites, but it was completely panned. You know, naturally you'd expect critics uh, to pan it because they pan everything that's good and, you know, gory. Mm -hmm. But I don't even think a lot of audiences were ready for this when it first came out. No. They weren't. (laughs) No. I mean, it Completely screwed me up, but... <laughs> when you're seeing people getting ripped apart on the big screen, your horror fanatics and your gore hounds are like, oh, yeah! But you're probably a uh, typical person who probably will be running out of the theater puking or... <laughs> Crying, Like, right. oh, my God, you don't need all this gore. Oh, my God, you don't need that scene. Yes, they do. Yeah. <laughs> especially, yeah, especially people who are going in watching this, expecting to see a remake of the thing from another planet, yeah? Oh, yeah. I mean, you're going in expecting to see an updated, you know, Frankenstein vegetable carrot guy. Right. And this is what you get? (laughs) And this is what, it's like, wow, they changed, but this was a great change that they used versus a giant vegetable dude. They made it to like an alien parasite that can... Just by drops of blood and you're infected and all of a sudden you're getting twisted and changed. And you don't know who's who. So you turn the group of friends, co-workers together to all of a sudden, you know what, you're acting kind of weird. I'm going to stay away from you or I'm going to attack you. And, oh, it's person against person and everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's definitely one thing I liked about it is like when somebody was infected or however you want to say it or taken over, you really didn't know who it was. And I'm just like, that's that's a cool aspect to the movie. And then it got me to thinking, like, imagine if this got out further into the world, like, not just in this, you know, this deserted deadland or whatever you want to call it. So imagine if it was in, let's let's just say New York City, for example, oh, something like that. Spread. It would have been so crazy. Now, saying that and, what you said before, like, you didn't know who was who. Yeah. On mm-hmm. Online, there's this whole conspiracy conspiracy thing where if you know who the person is, that's the thing. They said there was like an eye gleam or some kind of eye sparkle. Mm-hmm. Now, after reading that, I'm popping in the film, and I know, since I've seen this movie a billion times, I know exactly what's going to happen. I'm looking at their eyes, and I'm like, I don't see a gleam or a sparkle or 
anything. <laughs> it's like, what are they getting this gleam from? Sorry, you don't know. You just watch the movie. <laughs> that was just to get people to go back and watch it again. And that person was just saying, like, yep, you got, got you to watch it again. <laughs> Who cares? I'll watch it again. This movie's awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, it's a good movie. Yeah. And that's, you know, the cool thing about the end of the movie, because that was, you know, McCready, played by Kurt Russell. That was his whole thing was, you know, I might die. You know, I know I'm human. And I might die killing this thing, but damn it, this thing is going to die before the thaw comes and, you know, before spring and everybody else comes and this thing can go out into the world. You know, he's hellbound determined to destroy this monster. And, you know, at the end, you've got the two guys, the big monster's dead, and you're sitting there with the, you know, Childs and McCready basically looking at each other going, you know, are you the thing? Are you the thing? Yeah. Damn it. I, I don't know. And if you are, I can't do a damn thing about it right now. <laughs> and that was something that really haunted me is at the end of the movie, they may have defeated the monster, but they're still dead anyway. Yep. Because they got to sit out there in the cold. And there's no way to last in a couple of hours. That's true. I mean, that's haunting. <laughs> that's true. And another thing, too, that's scary is let's say they don't make it. They freeze mm-hmm. to death. The parasite can live through being frozen. So right, in case they didn't. decide to make a sequel, like, you know, maybe they'll get <laughs> Child's body and McCready's body together. Less if one was actually a real thing, and also now it can spread again. So this thing can win just by staying dormant in one of these people and just... Big, whatever, okay, freeze to death. I'll come out back again. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's shit. I never even thought of that. That's, that's very, <laughs> that's very, very true with that one. Yeah. Um, let me think. So what else do you guys have to say about this movie? Uh, the movie's just fantastic. There's, I don't know, I can't find... I cannot find a fatal flaw to this movie. Yeah, I'd have to agree with you on it. I mean, I would love to disagree. That way we can <laughs> have a yeah. debate, but I've got nothing. I mean, yeah. Like, you don't need a fem- you don't need, like, a female to be naked in it. You don't need that. You don't no. need uh, <laughs> guns toting, blowing up, and everything. You're stuck in, a, in an Antarctic station. You have what you have. So mm-hmm. basically, like they said, they're destroying parts of the facility to stay alive, and all of a sudden, that ending is perfect. I would not change anything out of this movie. That's that's I awesome. Mean, yep. I mean, McCready. I mean, he he's a, a great lead. He's not the smartest guy by far, but he's the one that seems to be the most mentally prepared to handle it. You know. Um, Childs, I think he's a great character. And, yeah. And, I mean, which, honestly, and in the time, I think that's awesome. You've got this, you know, black character who isn't your your comic relief, isn't, you know, your token character, but he's a, you know, just a strong kick-ass character. Which, Just for the sake, you know, mm-hmm. of being a strong character. Which is awesome. That's actually yeah. really awesome, seeing as how, like you said, he goes in the comic relief. He didn't get killed off first or some stupid-ass kill. He did, shit, he made it to the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And another, yeah, this was a movie, like, <laughs> I'm sure if you, got, if you guys have heard some of my episodes, I always talk about liking to see, you know, I mean, who doesn't like to see a pair of titties in the movie? But I wasn't, I actually wasn't mad that there wasn't any in the movie. If there was, I wouldn't have been mad at that either. But it really, like you guys were saying, it really didn't need a female character, a damsel in distress, a female lead. It, 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 I think it worked, and it might have even worked better because of that fact that there wasn't one in it. You just had, like, you know, the strong male leads and just, Scene, I don't know. It was, it was just, it was different. But I enjoyed it. It was fun, and like I like how, um, 
I like I like the energy of the movie. I like the anger. Like when these guys got mad and angry and just um what was the guy's name? Window was it Windows with the curly hair? Yep. Windows yeah. and um Oh man, just like I like how when shit hit the fan, everybody was kind of pointing the finger like, listen, I don't want to be around him. I don't want to go out with him. You know, like just nobody was comfortable. Everybody was kind of on alert, which makes the movie, I guess you can say, a little more scary and more real, realistic in a sense of like if something crazy is going on, you're going to be on alert. You're not going to if there's something that can take over your body, like so to speak, you're not going to trust anybody around you, really. You're gonna Paranoia be paranoia sticks in pretty yes, quick in this yes. movie, which oh, yeah. I like. I like that because I I wish I can think of a movie, but there's a lot of horror movies where shit's going on and everybody's just acting like it's a regular day and nobody's really too too worried about it until they see like half of the fucking people that they're hanging out with get killed. Then all of a sudden, people are like, oh shit, something's going on. But this one, <laughs> they see something and they're just like, we got to do something about this. And you kind of went into the movie even before everything really came down, feeling tension, you know, that that there was tension in this place anyway. Because you had that guy with a Gary who, you know, took out his gun and blew away the Norwegian. Mm -hmm. And they were all kind of like, oh, yeah, you know, Gary, you know, found the first opportunity to use his gun on this guy, whatever. You know, they... There was already this sense of tension that everyone thought Gary was this controlling dick anyway. That's you true. Know? So I think that tension and, you know, the the whole status symbol of power and all this was already heavy in the camp before all this crap came around. I also liked how since they're in the Antarctic and the creature's main weakness is fire. Yeah. There's mm-hmm. not much you can burn in the snow. No. You're very limited to what you have. That's and so true. That was, and of course they set it out on fire. And of course, you know, the snow will melt around it and put it out or the cold will make it die down pretty quickly. You just can't, you know, go out in the woods, build a fire really quick and, you know, lead it out, blow it up and you're good to go. Nope. You got to, figure out what you have for resources and go from there. You can't go outside and run away. You're in negative degree fucking cold. You're going to freeze to death. <laughs> right. Not much you can do, but you're contained. You're stuck. You got to figure out what you have for your sources. Yeah. What, That's what makes it more freakier too. Yes. And what you just said right there, Matt, with the whole, the coldness, you had nowhere to go. Like you have to use your shit to survive that you have there at the, the little camp area, whatever you want to call it. This movie right here is a big reason why I wish they would do more horror-related movies in the winter. But, like, say, for you, you know I'm a huge slasher fan. So, like, a slasher movie in the winter, but it's like, okay, we can only go so far. We can't really just run and take off. Like, a summer slasher, you can run and take off. and It's nice outside. So you can be outside for hours and fucking be good. But in this shit, you can't be outside for more than a half hour, let's say, or you're going to freeze to death. And yeah. it, especially if you don't, especially like if say if you don't know the area, and all that, and it's just it's a huge area. It's just I don't know. It was, this movie was just done really, 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 really well, and I gotta I'm gonna have to revisit this movie again just in case there was anything I missed, and I gotta go back and watch the remake, which is a prequel. Maybe I'll watch that one first and then go into that after, and definitely I definitely gotta revisit these though. I mean, and, and like Matt said, you know, the cold, you know, is the worst enemy of the survivors, but it's, and it's the best friend of the creature mm-hmm. because that thing lay dormant for what were they saying? I mean, it could lay dormant forever because tens remember, of thousands of years it had yeah. laid dormant already. I mean, that, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And like, but if but if, sorry, but if you're looking for a, a winter slasher mm-hmm. out in the snow, I recommend Blood Runs Cold. Blood Runs Cold. I will definitely have to check that out. 
<laughs> just made me think of that for a second. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's it's. Hey, Matt, you've been on this podcast plenty of times. You know, we talk about a movie, we jump around about other horror topics, we get back to the movie, we keep jumping around. It's it's what makes it fun, I guess. <laughs> hey, it's just a couple, a bunch of guys talking about horror films. What we like to talk about. Exactly. Blood runs cold. You said okay. Yeah. Yep. Now. <laughs> I appreciate that. Hey, no problem. Oh yeah, man. Yeah. This the Matt. <laughs> you come, you go to him for any type of horror movie, and he either has it or he'll lead you in the direction to find it. <laughs> yeah, because oh, I know the um, there was the horror uh, series uh, uh, slasher, mm-hmm. and the the first season took place, you know, in the suburbs and you know around Halloween time and stuff, and. But the second season took place at a uh, a camp that got turned into like a hippie commune retreat type thing. Yep. And, and that the winter season time. took place in the winter. Oh, nice. Did, I wish they would put that on in, on Blu-ray. The first season's out, but there's no notice of season two. I'm like, I want season two. I think season two, I believe, is on Netflix. Yeah, I I know season. Well, I'm sure season one is still too. I started season one with my wife. We never finished it though. I we enjoyed it. It's just you got so many shows and movies you want to watch. Or just, you're always jumping around. Now that I started this podcast, I'm kind of just sticking to like what people request and just doing that. But I gotta <laughs> I gotta move around a little bit more to see some more. Like tomorrow, like I told you guys, I'm doing um Sinister with my brother-in-law. So that's gonna be nice. another. Another fun, fun, fun filled episode right there. He hasn't seen it yet. I've seen it quite a few times. I have no idea what my rating's gonna be yet, but that's I don't have a favorite horror movie. But that's like out of the ones that came out in the two thousands, that's definitely up there. Nice. But um Yeah, back on this movie though, I really don't have any complaints about this movie, to be honest with you. And it's just <laughs> I don't know. It was a real, real fun film. Like I said earlier, the kills, the gore. I lo- oh my goodness, I love gore, and I love the gore. The gore in this movie was just great. It worked so great, and the the thing, it was gory looking, beastly, ugly, but it was beautiful all at the same time. And it was always different. It never looked the same. Yes. No. Yep. Absolutely. Okay, guys, what's your favorite scene? In this movie, favorite scene or favorite kill or whatnot, but like the one scene that you know it's coming up, you're like, oh, here it is, my favorite part. <laughs> okay, well, like I said, this is a first time watch for me as far as the this one, the original one. Well, you know, the one from the '80s, I should say. It's when um I think it's the guy Windows when the the thing is in oh, whose body was it in? Let me think. Let me think. I believe it was the guy. Oh, I don't remember the guy's name. But I think it's the scene where they're checking everybody's blood, and the oh, one guy kind of starts tied to the bench. Yep. Yeah, the one guy kind of starts shaking, and then like the thing comes out of his head and it grabs the guy windows by his upper body. Was that the same? That was the same part. Yeah. That right there was probably, if I had to choose a favorite scene, I think that right there was like my favorite scene. Do you know? Mm-hmm. Mine would probably be when they were doing uh, CPR on Norris. That, that's oh. mine too. <laughs> and, and his hands went right through, and his chest teeth, and then freaking the head comes right off and turns into a freaking spider. That was awesome. Crawls away. Yep. That's mine too. Just that whole scene. That was like, wow. Yeah. Oh wow. Chest bursts open. It's got teeth there, and it clamps down. And like fuck. Rips his arm, his hands off. Yeah, that was a fucking awesome scene right there. Yeah. I mean, you even had that little comic relief when he's crawling away. And I think it's Palmer that turns and's like, you gotta what? be. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Yeah. He just blasts him with a flamethrower. Yep. Oh, I love that damn flamethrower, by the way. Oh, yeah. Mac wants a what? Get a flame. Mac wants a flamethrower. Yep. Great. I hope someday some um, movie wants to, like, say they. I know a lot of theaters will do, like, rewind films. They need to put this on the big screen again. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, yeah. I would definitely go on and see this on the big screen. 
it, it's definitely worth it. It's definitely worth mm-hmm. it. I shit. I'd a hundred percent agree with you on that one. Mm-hmm. I know there was one near me in Syracuse that did, and I was like, "Oh fuck, I gotta work." God damn it! Uh, that always gets in I the way, so doesn't pissed. it? <laughs> Responsibilities always get in the way of a good time. Like son of a god bitch. damn, I gotta pay them bills, but yep. I want to watch this on the big screen. Oh, oh man, fuck. if it wasn't for bills, I'd be going all over the place to these every damn horror guy damn near. But okay, well damn I made right. all this money. Let me you know buy my ticket, go over this con here and there. Have oh, you ever? Yeah. Have you ever been to any um, horror cons, Dino? The last specific horror con I went to had to have been, like, in the 90s. Um, it would have been about 97 in New York, in Manhattan, the uh, Fangoria Weekend of Horrors. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. And, yeah. And, I mean, that was great. You know, I got to meet, uh, you know, everybody from Phantasm, you know, Angus Grimm and the tall man and all that. Uh, met Tom Savini, the oh, misfit. Awesome. Um, wow, cool. Dee Snyder, because that was right before he came out with uh, Strangerland. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, like I said, I moved, you know, down south shortly after. Um, and I lived in Cape Coral, Fort Myers, Florida. And that is... The air, downtown Fort Myers is where they shut the beginning of Day to Dead. The nice. very beginning of Day to Dead where they had the guy, Dr. Tongue, with the tongue hanging out of his mouth and mm-hmm. all the zombies and the alligator. All that was shot in the town I moved to. And they used to have a zombie con there every year. And... I'd go there, but it was it wasn't really a. It was just where a bunch of people hung out and walked around like zombies for the night and got drunk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but lately it's been you know com- uh, comic cons mostly, which cross genre anyway. Yeah. So you know, and you know, I've got three kids, ten and younger, so I try to take them to that type of stuff. And then while they're there with their mother, I'll sneak over and talk to the horror people that I, you know, meet. <laughs> but I've got my oldest, who is obsessed with zombies. Um, anything zombie. Zombie games, Walking Dead, anything zombies. Um, my middle, no, my youngest is going to be six, and she's into... Five Nights at Freddy's and anything like that. Jump scare type video game stuff. Um, and my middle one doesn't want anything to do with anything horror. <laughs> That's, hey, two out, of, two out of three, though. You got two out of three that are going to be yeah. little horror fans. That, yeah. I'm not sure how yeah. how soon you would let them, but soon, you know, let them watch some horror movies with you and let that tradition just yeah, keep my- going. My son, I've been I've been rearing him up for a while. Um, he's been one. I mean, the only thing that really bothers he doesn't like anything like body horror per se. Mm-hmm. Like he doesn't like. However, he loves the thing. He didn't have a problem with that, but he doesn't like like werewolf movies. He okay. Like the transform. It, it it bugs with his head for some reason. Okay. And I'm like, that's okay. You know, we watched even we watched Creep Show mm-hmm. a couple of couple of months ago, and the only story he did not like is the one where Stephen King turns into a bush. Oh, okay. Because he did like the more the morphing thing messed with his head, and I'm like, oh, you know, we all have our. I grew up being afraid of haunted dolls, you know. Mm-hmm. So we all have our thing, I guess. Oh yeah, it, it happens. He'll. He... He'll get into he'll get into those movies though eventually, but yeah, it, don't watch Street Trash happens. right now with him. Oh <laughs> <No>. man, <laughs> that movie was uh, that Matt. As a matter of Matt, that episode will be out in a couple of weeks. But that movie was oh, just nice. so fun. It was just it was messed up. It was funny. I enjoyed it. Fun, hilarious. It. <laughs> I don't even know what to say about that movie. I forgot what we said about that movie. To be honest with you, I have to listen to it when I um. When it comes out, 
which actually, I have a question for both of you guys since both of you guys have a podcast out. I know Dino, you said you only have two episodes out right now. I know more are going to be coming out. But when you guys like when the episodes are all done and mixed out, make, like you know, mixed down and out, when you guys put them out for the public to listen to, do you guys go back and listen to them when the public can listen to them? Do you like go? You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. I, I for my day job. I drive from one end of South Carolina to the other, mm-hmm. so I've got a lot of windshield time. Okay. So I don't. I listen to music, but I like to have someone talking to me. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I I definitely you know put in a podcast and and sometimes I'll at least once listen to my own. Okay. Just to see how it sounds in the car, you know. To me, yep. it's like that's the true test is how the how the truck picks up yeah. the audio. <laughs> and what about you, Matt? Uh, sometimes I can. If I get a chance to, I will. Uh, a lot of times I'll listen to it just to see, okay, what mistake do I do to improve? Do I say uh too many times or do I ramble on too many times, which unfortunately I do. <laughs> so that's the one thing I need to fix. But other than that, I don't have a lot of time to listen to podcasts with my work. Mm-hmm. I can't sit there and listen because I work in a hospital. So therefore you don't have that downtime. I wish I wish I did. Yeah. But when I do get a chance, I'll listen to as many podcasts I can through a day and go from there. But yeah, I do listen to myself talk. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. And I'm the same way though, man. Matter of fact, the whole rambling thing, it's, I like, when people like when we're on recording or whatever from this is me personally recording i like when people have a lot to say versus the dead space dead space and the dead air is just <laughs> it's like shit yeah what do you say what do you do yep but um i'm gonna answer my own question every single episode that i've li- that i've put out so far and i believe i have 22 out right now i listen to every single episode i i like when i'm done recording my brother produces them for me, so I'll send them to him. And I don't listen to them in between. He'll send them back to me. I'll listen to the beginning because sometimes I'll send him a bunch, and he'll send me a bunch back. So sometimes I'll listen to the beginning just to see what episode it actually is, and that's it. I'll put it out there. And when it comes out there for everybody else to hear, that Monday or Tuesday or whatever at work, I'll be listening to that podcast, sitting in my cubicle, laughing my ass off at some of the stuff we discussed because I forget. Like, I remember bits and pieces once I listen to the episode, but a lot of times I'll forget because I haven't heard these episodes in a few, you know, if I'm recording every week, and I haven't heard some of these episodes in a few weeks. But I just, I listen to them, and I enjoy it. I was asking other people about this, and a lot of them say they don't. They said they did, like, uh, they said they did in the beginning of their podcast, like when they first came out, but they don't anymore. But I honestly don't see myself stopping listening to my own podcast just to, just to kind of hear the discussions, kind of hear how things play out, and maybe... Sometimes I listen to my podcast and I'm like, oh, maybe I can do that. Maybe I can throw this in there for an episode or throw this in there just as other ideas for discussions and all that. So, yeah, I definitely do. I go back to listen to older ones too, as well. Just to, uh, like, oh, yeah, I remember this one time we, listened, we did this podcast and I'll re listen to it going, oh, yeah, I remember that. That was fun. Or, oh, we should have talked about this. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's all different, but it's fun to do. It really is. It's. Yeah. Oh, go ahead. I, with uh, with our podcast, um, like I said we we tried not to make it sound like a show. You know, we we wanted it to genuinely be a phone conversation between me and Andrew. Mm-hmm. And so when we record it, you know, we try to make it seem like we're hanging out. Yeah. So naturally, I usually forget what I've said by half the episode on because I've had a few in me by that time. <laughs> and, and so is he. So, and he normally does the editing, most of it. So I have to go back and listen to it or else I really don't know what we talked about mm-hmm. toward the end of the episode. <laughs> so, yeah, just for entertainment purposes, I, I have to go back and listen to it or else I just never know what the hell went on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you I I guess I can get why some people don't listen to their own. Some people just don't want to hear their own voice in their ear, which I understand that, but me I'm just like I I just like going back and listening to the conversation cuz it's hilarious. 
and it's a good you know it's a good fun conversation usually and shit it's mm-hmm. horror <laughs> it's horror and it helps me get through, me through my boring ass work day i'll say that That can also learn from it too. Going, oh, I, I say uh, like too many times that word, or I kind of embarrass myself doing that. I shouldn't do that next time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or yeah. there's certain things that you can you listen to, and you learn. And then when you do your next show, you're like, okay, now I know what I did from the previous. I'll do it again because I know actors and actresses will not. Someone will not watch their own movies. Because I guess is if they have like a little quirk that they do, they're afraid they'll keep doing that quirk or they'll keep doing certain things. Right. But you're listening to yourself talk. It's a lot different than moving. Yeah. Certain people talk with their hands or they're picking their nose while they're talking. It's like you're not going to do that during a podcast because no one can see it. Who cares if you're picking your nose or you're scratching your balls? No one cares about that. It cares what's coming out of our mouths. Yeah, that's, <laughs> and that's listening. That's a good that's way. The of, fun part. <laughs> that's a good way of putting it. <laughs> oh shit, man! That's that's a good way of putting it right there. <laughs> thank you, thank you. <laughs> Somebody had to do it. Yep, that's me. <sighs> so I'm gonna. <clears throat> Yeah, me too. Right, you you beat me to it this time. <laughs> <laughs> so, the ra- ratings on it? I was just getting ready to say let's <laughs> let's jump into the let's jump into the um the good old slicing and dicing with Sir Sturdy segment. And Dino, I'll let you go first. Um my question for you is I already know you guys would rewatch this movie, but I'm going to ask the question anyway. So, would you rewatch this movie? Would you recommend this movie for someone who's never seen it? And what would you rate this movie from one to ten? Matt, you got to help me out with this because you know how I like to make my ratings like one to ten. Uh, what do you want to call it? One to ten things. Uh, one or one to ten. Um, let's see, because we got this, we got that. Oh, that's kind of hard with this one because it's you got. Chest, chest bursting, you got head explosions, you got flame throwers. <laughs> uh, let's call it one out of ten. Um, I don't know. Damn it. This one's hard now. <laughs> it's Fuck. tough. It really is. <laughs> like with the Jason movie or something, you could say one to ten Jason masks, machetes, counselors. This, it's it's kind of hard to choose one, so what I'm one gonna. One out of ten, are you, are you the thing? One out of ten, are you the thing? <laughs> <laughs> ten out of ten, yeah, things. Ten out of ten, are you the thing or things? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's a tough one. I'll say okay. I'll I'll do this. I'll do something a little bit different with this one. Then I'll say one out of ten, and then you choose what your one out of ten is. For example, the chest burst. One out of ten things. One out of ten flamethrowers. So when you do your rating, say you know you're gonna give it. Blank out of blank, you know, blank out of blank, you know. So, again, Dean, I'll let you go first with the movie rating. Would you rewatch it, and would you recommend this movie? Okay. Um, yes, I would watch it. Um, I would probably watch it once a month, just so it doesn't get, you know, old. Mm-hmm. I think once a month, I, it can stay fresh for me forever Yeah. on that. Um, I love it, and I would give myself a, on a scale of 1 to 10, I am a 10 complete absorption of the thing. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. Nice. 10 complete absorption of the thing. So this will be the third movie that's got a 10 rating on here. And Matt, do you want to take over? Sure. Same questions? Uh, would I rewatch it? Absolutely. And, uh. No problems. This movie has so much rewatchability, especially since after your first watch, you watch it again going, okay, how do they react? How can you tell that person is the thing? Or you know it's coming. So you, even though that mystery is already gone, but it's fun to watch. Would I re- recommend it? After freaking Lily. I always tell people, if they've never seen it, what are you doing? Go home, <laughs> sit in front of the couch, and watch this movie right now. 
and we'll talk about it afterwards. It's so much fun. And out of a possible 10 out, uh, 1 to 10, it is a 10 out of 10 shape-shifting aliens. Nice. Oh. I like that. And I guess it's my turn. And I will say, yes, I definitely rewatched this movie. I actually plan to. I'm just not sure when. I want to do the prequel first and then this one. I would hell of hell yes. I would definitely, definitely, again, definitely, people, when you hear this podcast, go watch this movie. We didn't even spoil it too much, which is surprising. We might still say some more stuff as this episode goes on, though. But, um, mm-hmm. and my rating is going to be a, uh, shit. <laughs> it's going to be a 10 out of 10 flamethrowers for me. And I say that because I feel like this movie was damn near perfect. It was so well done. It was great for its time. I love the fucking special effects. I love just, I just, it was like, it was a cool movie. It was a cool horror movie. Like Dino was saying earlier, without a female in the movie, it's a horror movie. You're used to seeing the female, the damsel in distress and all that. And there was none of that. It was just a, a male, a guy movie. Not that only guys can watch it. I mean, like, as far as in the movie, just a guy movie. <laughs> and, like, just a lot of anger. And I think there was a lot of testosterone in there. And maybe because there was no females there, that's why they were so pissed off, which I get it. It makes sense. But it was just, <laughs> again, I always say this. I love, I love watching these horror movies in the snow. And this is a movie that was shot very well in the snow. And I feel like. If this movie was done in any other season, it might not have worked as well, just because this how this thing has stayed dormant for so many years, frozen. And, and like I said, if you haven't seen it, go out there and watch it. So my next question for you guys, and I'll answer it first, it's wh- what would you change about this movie, if anything? I would pretty much just answered that. I wouldn't change a thing about this movie. <laughs> See, like <laughs> I said that. You said a thing. <laughs> <laughs> yep. So, uh, Dino, what would you change about yeah. this movie, if anything? Mm, nothing. Um, and that's the thing. I mean, we both, all three of us, rather, gave this a 10. And I don't think I've ever met one person who's had a borderline opinion on this movie. Mm-hmm. They've either completely loved it or completely hated it. Or, you know, it, you, you're either all in or you're all out with this movie, I think. I, I don't think I've ever met someone who would say, eh, it's about a six. <laughs> I, I don't think those people exist. And if you are that person, you need your head examined. <laughs> the thing the thing I might have taken them over. <laughs> Get the flamethrower quick. <laughs> and Matt... I'm sure I know your answer, but I have to ask it anyways. What would you change about this movie? It should have taken place on top of a volcano. <laughs> no, I'm only kidding. No, this movie's perfectly fine. There's nothing wrong with this movie at all. Everything that's set is set where it needs to be. You're in an isolated location. If you go outside like normal, you're going to die. If you don't survive, you're going to die. It's a fight-for-your-life type film, and the whole paranoia that's included in this movie is perfect. Again, since we all rate it out of 10 out of 10, usually there's, like, nothing to a, maybe a minute detail we would change. Mm-hmm. But there's nothing that would change on this. This movie is awesome. This is the first movie on this podcast that's gotten a perfect rating from all three or two, uh, from everybody that was on the episode. I'll say that. Like, Yay. the only yeah. other, I'm trying to think. No, Wait. This is the fourth movie that got a 10, I believe. The first movie was... Hang on, I'm counting right now. The first movie was Jaws. That got a 10. But it wasn't... It wasn't unanimous. It wasn't a unanimous decision. This was a unanimous decision. <laughs> but that movie got a 10. Um, I don't know if you guys got to enjoy the amazing movie Never Hike Alone, the fan-made film on YouTube. Oh, yeah. That yeah, got a, I've seen it. That got a 10. And then... Uh, shit, what was the other movie? There was one more movie before this. Um, oh, The Evil Dead. That got a 10 by somebody on this. And now, The Thing. But The Thing actually got a 10 from everybody. So that's that's pretty awesome. Which Evil Dead was that? Oh, uh, the original. 
Okay. I mean, not that I hate the remake. I thought the remake was was good. Yeah. But yeah. No. <laughs> um. You. So I, I actually got two movies to recommend for you guys. I've already mentioned one. If you really like this thing, I definitely would recommend checking out the Harbinger Down. Mm-hmm. It's pretty much the thing on the bo- on a boat. And it's the same guys that did the special effects for the 80s thing directed this movie. Mm-hmm. There's another film that was put out in 2013. <clears throat> it's called Blood Glacier. Blood Glacier. It, Blood Glacier. It's an Australian, uh, Australian film. It's pretty much the thing, but it only affects animals. Oh, wow. So okay. you get mutated animals. Nice. There's, there's scientists working in this Australian Alps station, and uh, they come across a giant glacier that's red, blood red. And they're like, what the hell? And whatever animal ingests the blood out of it starts to mutate. But if another animal already eats that contaminated <laughs> animal, mm-hmm. it starts to mutate. So let's say, well, there's one creature that was a mosquito and let's say a beaver. I'm just giving you an example. Yeah. If the beaver eats this mosquito, now this beaver mutates. It can grow wings. It can grow the mosquito beak. Uh, it can grow all different things. It starts to mutate into all these different concoctions of a creature. Nice. But it doesn't affect humans at all. Interesting. It was really cool. Really freaking interesting. Yes. Oh, man. Check out the trailer. I'm going to... um. I'm going to ask you that same question, yeah, you Dino. Told me. <laughs> but, uh, Matt, can you do me a favor with that? And can you post those two movies in the group, the names? But Because what, what I'm going to start doing, and I just came up with this, like, right now, is when I do the movie recommendations, I'll have people send them to me, and I'm going to start putting them in on the episode information with right. a link. That way people can just kind of click it. But just for this one, can you – or just send them to me, either or. All right. Yeah. And thank you. And – uh Dino, same question for you. Uh, do you have two horror movie recommendations you have? They can be from any era, old or new. It doesn't matter. Just two movies that, even if you haven't seen them, say if it's two movies you want to check out, two horror movies you want to check out, or two movies you really, really love that you'd recommend uh, people to oops. go check out. Let me see here. Um, if anyone, uh, Black Christmas. Okay. Is great one. One of my all-time favorite nightmare fuel films. Um, very early slasher film, directed by Bob Clark, who went on to do a Christmas story, which I always found completely ironic that he did one of the most beloved Christmas movies and one of the most terrifying Christmas movie. But I mean that's just a great one and along the lines of the uh, mutation type thing is a 2009 infestation Mm -hmm. and this is about these giant bugs that kind of come out of nowhere and if they sting you have you seen that one yep i have it it's fun Nice. Yeah, I mean, they sting, then you mutate into this giant fly, mosquito, bug, human thing. Yeah, real, real fun. Nice, nice. Yeah, again, like I said, both of you guys, when you get a chance, shoot me those, um, shoot me those, those movies, and I'll, when this episode comes out, I'll have them in the, the little episode description, I'll have a link, like the IMDB link, and people can click mm-hmm. the link, just so, you know. But I got two movies, one of them... I actually started watching this week with my wife. We didn't finish it because we fell asleep, you know, the work week and all that. But uh, it was a movie she wanted to watch, Dolly Dolly Dearest. Oh, yeah. Which is, <laughs> I believe we're about halfway done with it. I've never seen it before, so I can't really <laughs> describe it too, too much. But I will say it's a fun freaking movie so far. And I like creepy doll movies. I really do. Oh, I'm a sucker for a creepy doll movie. Absolutely. And I'm going to have to throw in another movie. This is, another, this is a movie that my brother Henry recommended me and my wife to watch probably about three or four years ago. We started it, and she got bored with it, so we haven't finished it or watched it since. But I want to go back to it and watch it. But it, the movie Dolls. Oh, I love Dolls. So, yeah. 
that so those two movies right there, my Dolly Dearest and Dolls are my two horror movie recommendations. And I'm also I always champion this movie. If you haven't seen actually there's gonna be two movies I'm gonna say to go out and check out if you haven't seen them. I'm gonna say go see Terrifier. That was a fun movie, really gory slasher. And check out um Never Hike Alone. Again, if you haven't seen that, go check that movie out. And uh I actually did an interview with the director slash the guy who played Jason, Vincent DeSante. And that episode will be coming out in a few weeks also. So Nice. Be ready for that. I'm a backer for that. I can't wait for it to come out. Yes, man. Me too. And oh, he did say this on the episode, but I'm gonna tell you guys now that um, because I'm a backer for it too for the Blu-ray, but I was too late to get the masks. But after they make the masks for the backers, you know, it's gonna take a little bit of time. But they're gonna make like another 50 at a time, and starts. You know, they're gonna. So we'll be able to get if you weren't a chance if you didn't get a chance to back it to get the mask, you'll have a chance. He's gonna when that comes out, they'll let you know and all that. So. I'm definitely going to get one of those masks. Yeah. I, I really did enjoy that one, and, and I won't, of course, I won't spoil anything, but I was sitting at home in my recliner watching this on YouTube and jumped out of my seat at the end. Oh, yeah. That's all I'm saying. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I did That's a, I, you, you could say, Dito, you couldn't spoil that. I actually did an episode on that, and I dropped it on um Friday the 13th, actually, and I did spoil it, and I did that big, big ending you're talking about. I, oh, it was discussed, uh-huh. <laughs> and it was also discussed. Oh, okay. It was also Freaking discussed. Tommy when Jarvis, I, man. Yes, yes. <laughs> I was like, oh my god. That was so awesome, uh, and it was also yeah. discussed in the interview with um Vincent. And the cool thing about it was like, as far as the movie goes, what I liked about it was how the, like it was Tommy. You know yeah. what I mean? Like he played the Tommy character, and like he um. He, you know, to Jason, remember me. Like, I love that part of it because they could have had him going in there as the actor, but playing a – he could have been playing Tommy, but, say, for a, a different storyline, like an alternate universe type of thing. You know how movies do. Or he could have just played a completely different character, and they just had him play the same character. And I was just like, that is so, so cool. And hidden everything. Yeah. And, like, in, that ep- in, in this episode with the interview, which – I might try to actually get it, drop it out or do like a double or drop it on like a Friday or something and have my regular episode come out on a Sunday. And um, there's a couple, there's a couple, there's some fun things. It's a fun episode that you guys, everybody should definitely check out when it comes out. uh, Actually, it's going to be out before this. So (laughs) I'm telling you guys more than anybody. (laughs) But um, I guess we can about wrap it up. I mean, you guys can plug your social medias and your um, podcasts and all that. And we'll go from there. So, right. Dino, you can go ahead and plug your yours first if you want to. All right. Yeah, I'm at a what? That is spelled A W H A A A T podcast. A what podcast? Um, what podcast? A what? What? Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> oh man. Exactly. And, you know, that's my Twitter. We have a Facebook page also. And uh, you can find our stuff. We're on uh, iTunes. We're hosted through the Farsighted Network. Mm-hmm. That's F-A-R-S-I-G-H-T-E-D Network. Um, you can find, a, find us at farsightedblog.com. Um, and we're on uh, SoundCloud. At what podcast? Nice. Cool. And Matt? Okay. Uh, for me, if you're on YouTube, my normal YouTube channel is You and Your Horror Movies, where I do uh, video reviews, show off my collection, show off films, collectibles, all that fun stuff. For my podcast, I'm on Cinema Attack. We're on the Horrorphilia Network. I uh, recommend checking out where we tack all different types of cinema, not just horror, not just action, but everything. We're actually going to be recording a one tonight. We are doing the Not of This Earth uh, trilogy. We're doing the original from 57, the remake from the 80s, and the remake from the 90s. Nice, nice. And I might as well... Also, too, sorry, oh, we also no. have a, a Facebook group page, too, 
Cinema Attack on Facebook. It's a group page. So if you want to check that out, please do. Did you plug your Instagram too, Matt? Oh yeah. Duh. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Yep. Uh, I do have it. I just find I did make an Instagram account. It is uh, you and your horror movies, all one word, no spaces. Uh, you'll be seeing a lot of pictures of my collections and movies and everything. Definitely recommend you guys come on over and check it out. Awesome, awesome. And as you guys all know, you can find me. I'm on, um, as far as my podcast goes, I'm on Podbean, iTunes, Google Play, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, and pretty much any other any other podcast platform besides uh, SoundCloud. And then I have a Facebook group and a Facebook fan page, both same name, Horror with Sir Sturdy. I'm also on Twitter. It's HW underscore with underscore Sir or underscore Sturdy. I believe that's what it is. <laughs> and then I'm on uh, Instagram. That's horror, horror underscore with underscore Sir underscore Sturdy. It's just the way Twitter and Instagram work. So, yeah, you can find me on those. And you can also, if you want to be a guest on this episode or if you have a, a request you want me and someone else to review a movie or a horror topic, you can send me an email at horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. Again, that's horrorwithsir.sturdy at gmail.com. Send me an email, and I'll get back to you, and, you know, we'll discuss, we'll figure out a time and all that, time and date, and... I'll hit you up. Dino found me on Twitter. He hit me up, and I emailed him back, and here he is. So, you guys, both of you guys, I appreciate you guys coming on. Thank you so much for coming on, and I had a great, great, great time, and this was an awesome movie. Again, thank you for thank having you. me. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Really appreciate it. Anytime, and as you listeners know, <laughs> how I wrap it up, so uh, I'll see you.